0: What we're trying to ultimately achieve is the level of clarity which comes about when a person is able to describe, articulate and put into some type of framework the existence and life as he experiences it. What's extremely frustrating is when a person goes through life and he doesn't understand what's going on. This happens, that happens, and all it is, is these random things being shot at him the whole time. Comes along with the Ramchal and he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a structure for you. When you have that structure, you can perceive the world within a context and the advantage of doing that is well it's just deeply emotionally satisfying apart from the fact is you can connect to something real you're not just kind of being pushed from pillar to post your entire life not knowing why you're doing things how you're doing things the impact of what's happening rather you have clarity, insight and perception that is deeply fulfilling it's a natural point and this is a fascinating starting, starting point that the Ramchal begins with he says the key to happiness and the key to clarity which is a forbearer of happiness is the key and it's quite currently insurative because if I would ask you for keys if I would ask you for keys which would unlock the gates of happiness You'd probably say a key to unlock the gate of happiness, sure, would be money, money,
1: family, love,
0: family, love, drugs,
1: non-existent.
0: Non-existent. I can see it's like getting better and better from addictions to (laughs) nihilism. It's marvelous. So the Ramchal says the key. which you can unlock, ignite, switch on the vehicle of happiness is curiosity, curiosity. And that a person who is not curious, a person that doesn't seek to understand, can never really be completely happy. Because his life will always be to a certain degree a random set of events, which some level will be frustrating because he doesn't have a concept of what they are one of the most I explained to this, one of the most difficult things to deal with is the unresolved why but why, why did it happen to me, why did it happen in this way, an inability to find a framework to discuss and process life is a recipe. C- come inside, come inside. You're not late. I'll
1: never
0: you know you're not late. When I say you're not late, you are very late. Yes, ever.:
1: Curiosity is the key, then, is understanding happiness
0: and then curiosity is the impetus it's the motive it's the it's the surge when you put the well, the curiosity starts it off when all the pieces start to fit together the more of the picture you get clear the better you feel about life and the goal of this little savior that the Ramchal calls Derach Hashem is to present the um, the superstructure of the universe and everything within it which is quite ambitious and what's even more astonishing is he, he's going to do it in, in how many pages in the Hebrew version? In 191 pages. Very impressive. And the writing's big. <laughs> Chen Hav.
1: Yes yeah, so we never kind of answered uh, my question from yesterday and still have it. So I'm just going to reformat it. So basically there's also a book I'm sure everyone knows about it. It's called The Garden of the Muna. Which yes. does something similar but I'm guessing it's the later generation so it's more it's it's done in a simpler way. Right. And a complete probably in a completely different way also. I never yes. read Hashem, but the way of God and the Buna wants to do things make things super simple. You yes. Know, like if you did something, if something bad happened, it's one of three things. It's either Hashem has a kapara for you, it's a blessing in disguise, or 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 um, a blessing for the future. Right. So it's very simple and it kinda gives you a way to a happy and then on the other side of things, if you get really, really deep, sometimes it takes away from your happiness because, you know, you see these people and they're like always like in their deep thought. Know, like Absolutely. My dad said that to me in the past, you know, and my dad came to me, he's like, listen, I don't know what you're doing. With he said, you don't look more happy, you look more deep, more complicated, if anything. So I'm mean, I
0: In other words, what's quite interesting is the point that Shinav is raising, is that if a person has what perhaps is referred to as emunatmima, pshuta, simple faith, and you don't ask questions, you just accept, so then life is a simple and happy place. In fact, asking questions creates difficulties. Difficulties create quandaries. Quandaries create existential doubt. Existential doubt breeds ha- unhappiness or addiction, as your choice may be. Um, so, so, So how do we reconcile the notion of Emunapshuta, the, Pshutta, the simple faith and the complex intellectualized awareness of how the world operates. That's a question we asked yesterday, and we haven't answered it. And the chances are it's not going to be answered for a very long time. And you know what? That's really good. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Mm, no, I, I want to introduce you to the notion, and it's a very important thing, and I think. Adam, you'll corroborate um, with me on this, that there is something extremely valuable about not answering a question. That when you ask a question and you have a doubt, so if I immediately give you an answer, what happens is I stop the thought process from continuing. Whereas if we leave it open, so then this becomes something which, which you strive to understand. And then you live with it. And as a result, you have to realize this: life, life has got unlimited potential to teach you lessons. You see it from a child. What a small child achieves in the first two years of life is absolutely—it's it's almost incomprehensible—how much a baby in the first years of his life actually learns to do. I'll give an example. Okay, and we have it in uh, my daughter's. Two, two and a bit years old daughter little daughter older daughter is 15 16? 15? she's in the teens <laughs> I think she's a daughter um, went away for Shabbos she came back little two 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 and a half years old spontaneously as she walks in the door I missed you now that is a stunning I mean again could say, i <laughs> too <you> old <laughs> what do you expect? But I'm not going to say that. Do you, know, do you know what kind of sophisticated conceptual understanding you have to in order to be able to say, I've missed you? It means you're aware of the passage of time. It means you understand the nature of a relationship, that there's something called close and far. You understand that being far away is unpleasant because the, remo- the relationship can't develop there onwards. And that's a 2 old that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Now, I would say that if we continued growing at the rate we did from between the 1 and, you know, the first years of our life if we continued that educational rate by the time we'd be 24 we'd be all proper geniuses. Boy, what happens, get to about 15 and everything like closes down maybe 12, maybe 11 now, I don't know, it could be 10. So, everything just stops and the person stops learning. Just stop learning. When, it, when a child crawls around the baby, it's taking in textures and, and visuals and it's, it's moving its body. Everything is a learning experience, learning experience, learning experience, learning experience, learning experience. And for us, we try to unlearn, we try to not learn, we try to disengage. Simple question. Banai, are you a keen mo- motorcyclist? No. You're the great person to ask. What's the difference between a motorbike and a scooter? When I say a scooter, I mean a Tustos, like a, a like a Vespa. Hey?
1: Electric
0: and non-electric? No. Gears. Gears? That's a, that's a fundamental difference. No. Structure. Structure.
1: Between well. the structure. Size of the engine. Size of, engine? Size of engine? On the road and one car. Yeah, he's talking about... The no, I mean a scooter. Oh, vroom, yeah, vroom, yeah, vroom, like Scooter, a bag scooters. Bag scooters. with an engine. The scooter versus a motorcycle. Oh, a motorcycle. You. Um, you have to have a license for a
0: motorcycle. You have to have a license yeah, for a scooter. You yeah, get yeah, these yeah. massive scooters. Have you seen these people? In Israel, what is the percentage of scooters versus motorcycles?
1: Way more scooters. Yeah.
0: You've seen that, you haven't seen that. Do you understand? You haven't seen that. Where, where's the difference in terms of the engine location between scooter and motorcycle? In the middle and the back. Does everyone know that? In the middle and the back? Now, probably all of us have seen hundreds of scooters and hundreds of motorcycles. But if you weren't seeking to, if you didn't have a question, well, the question is, where's the engine? You would have seen them and they would have taught you nothing. Taught you nothing. For example, who knows where the Myrtle Trees are located on the Yeshiva campus, Hadassim There's a few Hadassim Trees over here, do you know where they are? Over
1: here Hey? front
0: of the hall As you leave the center, directly facing these two Hadassim Trees Have you ever seen them? You've seen them thousands of times Have you ever seen them? Never Never Meaning, we walk through life and life is giving us lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson We are deaf, dumb and blind to them Why? It's quite simple, we're not curious we never ask a question. Now if I say to you where are the Adasim trees on campus, tomorrow everyone will know where the Adasim trees are. If of course they take the question on board. But if you don't have questions, if there's no curiosity, life will teach you nothing. It will teach you nothing. You'll be able to go in begapo yaboi begapo yate. You'll go in with whatever you have and you'll walk out with the same. If you have questions, you can walk into this room and you come out with enormous amounts of lessons you've learned. In this <laughs> one share, forget about the lessons. We can learn lessons about Dress style, about hairstyle, about lack of hairstyle. Lack of hair and style.
1: What do you mean by lesson? <laughs> because it sounds like you're just learning information. I, I always thought of lesson as something different than information. Lesson is something that helps you to grow and
0: So again the, the the point the point the starting point though is when life teaches you information, you can begin to use that information. If life, if life, if life, if life... You could start to use that information, it becomes very valuable. It doesn't, you don't always know the value of the information when you first get it. I don't know how I'm going to use the fact that scooters are different from motorbikes. But you could use it psychologically. In other words, any person who's been reared on motorbikes, he will not be seen dead on a scooter. No, you will not. You, you, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's a, he feels emasculated. Putting me on that. Ugh. No one's following me with this, no? You're following me with it? Like, like so, so that's interesting, it's interesting the relationship between the ego and the structure of a machine. Isn't that interesting? So now they could have different, could have different permutations, different lessons. It could be, you know, that certain people will, will, will only sit in certain seats in only certain seats at certain positions and then, hmm, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. And body language. Do you know what you can learn from body language? <laughs> Everything is a lesson, but you need the curiosity. Without the curiosity, life has got nothing to teach you. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then your life is impoverished. You become poor, poor, poor. The deepest poverty ever. Ain't I near Ship but Daas. The ultimate poverty is poverty what's called das of understanding. You left Impoverished, Nothing, nothing, nothing. So the Ramchal begins his Sefer with an assumption that there's a natural, inborn, human desire that seeks knowledge, that wants knowledge, that is curious. And you have to feed it. But he says an interesting point. He says, if you don't give that desire, that desire for curiosity, knowledge which allows you to make sense of the world around you, it becomes exhausted. It becomes heavy, it becomes oppressed. Now, it could be that perhaps, at a certain point in time, the reason why we lose our curiosity is because we give up. Because there's no answers. So we, we could ask questions and questions, but when the questions stop providing, on the basic questions, we get answers. How do I brush my teeth? How do I get from this place to that? How do I pass my exams? But the bigger questions, when we don't find the answers, so we give up asking them. Until we think that the question and the answer to everything in the universe is unsolvable and at best it can only be answered with the number 42. So it continues the Ramchal
1: really? Yes? You said like there's, there's value to not having immediate answers to questions. Oh yes. Can you, can you expand on that? Because I feel like you answered like why there's value to having questions in the first place, like we, we learn out lessons. What
0: happens? So you, I, I, say, I, I ask you a question. My question to you is Shanaf's question. What's better? To understand how the world works and to understand all the intricacies of cause and effect in all the different layers of spiritual existence and how different things combine and separate from one another? Or is it better to say this is all beyond me I'm going to accept and then I'll be truly happy. Which one brings a greater sense of relief and happiness? So I'm going to ask you that question. Right? Now if you take the question to heart, it will become part and parcel of the dynamic of your life. So what will happen is, something will happen and you'll respond to the thing that happened is, this is beyond me, I'm just going to accept it. And you'll be conscious of the emotional state that that produces. Another time something will happen to you and you'll figure it out. You'll say, I understand the reason why this happened to me because of X, Y and Z, it's very interesting in terms of events that happen to you. You know there's something which is very famous called post-traumatic stress syndrome. There's something which is developing, it's called post-traumatic growth. When you um, move away from a, a trauma, is something which completely went against my perception of how life should be operating. I think today people live. People respond to things which previously weren't traumas. Previously they were life and now they're trauma. Because life has changed. Our expectancy of how life should pan out is different. When you, I'm pretty sure that 200 years ago, 150 years ago, when the infant mortality rate was 40-50%. So even though children died in infancy, I don't think the mothers were traumatized for their lives. But now with the advance of medical care, there's almost a negligible infant mortality rate. So if a child dies, it creates tremendous trauma in the parent, because I didn't, expect, I didn't expect that to happen. So the more you expect life to go according to a certain trajectory, so the greater the trauma is when it doesn't. So now let's think, you can approach it in one of two ways, a trauma occurs. And it could be a minor trauma or a major trauma. The trauma could be as minor as you go to the lunchroom and you see what they're serving. It's a trauma. <laughs> You never in your mind, in your wildest dreams, you never call that food. <laughs> so it's a trauma. It's a trauma. You had other words to describe what they were serving you. Um, so how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? So the one way of dealing with that is you deal with that and you say, you know, well, I accept. I accept, I accept this this is all for the best, or something like that. Or else you can you can understand it. How I would understand it, it would be that what is the role of food in my life? What is the role of the taste of food in my life? What is the role of the nutritional benefit of food in my life? Where is the source of the disappointment coming from? And then it could be, if you do that, you could grow from the trauma. You follow? Okay. Continuing the words of the Ramchal, he began by discussing the nature of clarity. And then he went on to discuss that if you want to give a really over big overview of what type of stuff there is in the world, well, you can really divide it up into two categories. Now again, the Ramchal is going to use the frog dissection method to describe the reality. You're all aware of the frog dissection method, I you, Professor... Goldschmidt calls on his faithful lab assistant Igor to dissect a frog Igor says professor with what shall I dissect it professor says here with this and he gives him a chainsaw chainsaws aren't delicate so he switches on the chainsaw and he goes and he manages to cut off the four legs of the frog and the head and the professor says to Igor, Igor how many parts are there to a frog? Igor says there are six parts to a frog, four legs a head and a body. Excellent Igor then the professor says, Igor I'd like you to sec a frog and this time he doesn't give him a chainsaw he gives him a machete do you know what a machete is, Shenav? do you, Yonatan? to you, Benai? you're all well-educated do you know what it is, Shem? Sure. What is it? there are a lot of movies okay. with machetes Okay, there are some movies with machetes, that's why we're well-educated, we watch movies so, a machete is a massive knife which is used for bundu bashing when you go into the jungle mm-hmm. and there's lots of undergrowth you can hack away the undergrowth with your machete perfect. So he gives him a machete. It's not a very delicate instrument. And he manages to slice the body of the frog in half. So now it's got seven parts to it. And then he eventually gives him a scalpel. Ultimately what the professor gives him is an electron microscope. And then he says to him, tell me, Igor, how many parts are there to a frog? To which Igor replies, and he says, millions and millions and millions of parts. So that's what the Ramchal does. He starts off with these gigantic big grand definitions and then he subdivides, subdivide, 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 subdivide until ultimately we he stops at a certain point and we have to continue that process until we get into the nitty-gritty of my watch. What's it doing in reality? You follow? So the biggest distinction that he makes is okay, let's divide the world into two different things. How will we do it? We'll call one Muhash, and we'll call one muskal. Mukhash means sensory, processed information, stuff that I get through my five senses. Smells, noises, tastes, touches, and sights. And the muskal is what I get in my brain. Things I can understand, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge. Muskal and mukhash. Things are either ideas, or they are items that I can experience through my senses. There's two ways of, of understanding, grasping the world. That way or that way? continues the Ramchal and he says
1: hey, sensory
0: and the, the Intellectual Intellectual and Perceptual Then he goes on to say um, that within those categories of course they can be subdivided amongst different classes, and different forms of creatures and ideas. I'm going to begin with where the Ramchal Na'ad in, in, enters into an incredible format, which will really hone our logical skills for curiosity. And the word is, V'omnam Roshe Hamadre got. Vahaminim. I don't know if you in my book it's on the second page um, of, of the of the Der Hashem. Um, v'omnam. It's the beginning of the... Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's right.
0: Sorry. It's right Go ahead. No. V'omnam in see, om-nam. You you've well done, you certainly did. But it's this one. Okay, it's it's actually it's four lines from the top of the page and it's the first one line is Chukoi turn over the page uh, Okay uh, No, back, 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 back You're in the wrong chapter In the beginning in you the a different direction? Oh, Turn, top, turn over the page There you go V'omnam Four lines from the bottom From the top, sorry V'omnam Roshay Hamadrei Minim Echod The Major Categories Of levels and, and types is one. Now just bear with me, because this is going to sound si- technical but, sh-
1: sh- sh- yeah, I'm sh- sh- too. What? I'm Shmone.
0: as well, Oh, brilliant. I'm so glad you did that, because when I, when I I've got a different text, and I actually underlined this word, and I said what does it mean? It should say Shmone. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Okay? O'mnam, however, Rosh Hashem Adraguzva Aminim There are eight different categories which will illuminate our eyes in how to investigate. Now this is going to be a little bit technical, so uh, this would be an ideal time for everyone needs energy for mincha to gently nod off. Um, the room is quite hot and I'll try to, if you don't mind, I'll, 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 I'll soften my voice and make it slightly more, slightly more um, monologish. Okay, how does that sound?
1: More
0: monotone. Monotone. Mono- that's the word I was looking at. Right. Mono- monotone. It is a
1: monologue.
0: It is a, it is a monologue, Taka. Group so. Meditation? Uh, no, just group sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Vahim. And these are the categories. You have to figure out when you sing something which categories fall into. Vahim. Now I go through them. Number one. Hakol Is this the whole or is this a part? Number two. Uprat. Is this the principle or is this the particular? Hasiba Is this the cause or is this the effect? Hanuise, is this the subject? the essence, the, the, the central point or is this an accessory to the central point? Whoa, golly golly gosh, that was complicated again, slowly when you look at something that's very interesting if I look at my watch is this the whole or is this a part? Depends what you're looking at if I'm looking at the watch it's the whole watch good, is it a prat or is it a cloud? Is this the principle or is this the particular?
1: On a person,
0: it's a prat. It's, it's, it's The principle would be the way watches work. This is a particular of a watch that works. So it's a whole, but it's also a pratt. Sibomisovav, um, is this a cause or is this effect? Depends what part of the watch you're looking at, it's got many properties. Correct? Mm -hmm. If you're looking at it as a manufactured object, it's an effect. If you're looking at it as a mechanism of me keeping time, it's a cause. It causes me to keep time. So it depends what component of the watch I'm focusing on, is it a cause or is it effect?
1: What would be the effect of your need to have something to help you?
0: The reason why I bought the watch was an effect of my punctuality. Was The cause of that was punctuality and the effect was buying the watch. But, but when I look at the time, that causes me to behave differently. I'm now looking at the time and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, four minutes, and I'm going to be free. It's going to be over. I can't wait. And you're feeling even more so. So, cause or effect. Good. Noisei um, v'mishaber. Is this the major point? Or is this something which is On the side, is tangential. So again, if it's my being, it's on the side. My watch isn't me. But if if it's something that I'm about to buy in a watch shop, it's probably the thing itself. So again, it will depend on what property. Do you understand? But those are great... It's a great list of eight things to help you to clarify. You always need a model to clarify things in. You need to have a vocabulary. Um, The Ramchal has this this very important principle which is that intuitive thinking is useless until you can articulate it until you can actually describe, it's called metacognition the way your brain is thinking, you can't use your brain's thought processes and you can't, t- you can't improve them, you can't refine them because you just intuit everything. Only after developing a vocabulary to describe the processes in the conscious mind can you develop what's called metacognition and then you can start to understand why you understand so the Ramchal is one of the major proponents who pushes very much in his works thinking about thinking but it means as follows when you ask the question what does it mean a process went through your mind the process that went through your mind, I would suggest even though I don't know, was that you try to process a sentence. The sentence said, thinking about thinking. Okay? In your mind, you understand the nature of cause and effect and you understand the relationship between, let's say, processes. So when you put together thinking about thinking, you hit a dead end. You didn't know how to go further with that, so you said, what does that mean? There was a process in your mind. So now, I just taught you how to think about thinking when thinking about thinking.
1: I'm going to find an association. Sorry? I need to find, you're saying I'm to find an association? I you
0: find an association, thing. you make a comparison, you base it on prior knowledge, you have a connotation of what thinking means, lots of stuff happens in your head Are all the time. Are you term.
1: asking me to get out of my consciousness and think about my consciousness? Think about or we'll get know.
0: into your consciousness whichever everybody wants want to say I want you to get out of your unconsciousness and see see what you're thinking so for example when I'm responding to you now there's lots of stuff I'm processing so I want to be aware of it processing your eye movements the way your body's moving processing the co- it's all happening right so when I'm aware of how I'm doing that that's called metacognition but right now we're going to have to stop to, um, to 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 stop and now you're all free and now we're going to uh, adjourn until tomorrow